Are you looking for change of career? Would you like to make lot of more money? Then stop what you are doing and become a contract soldier with the Russian Federation. In just few weeks, with minimal to no training, you can have a life-changing experience. Be part of history by getting to hold and drive the same weapons your grandfather held and drove. If you can walk in forward direction, you are qualified to be part of the second greatest military force in the world, according to J.D. Power & Associates 2021 rankings. In Russian armed forces, the sky is the limit, especially until you achieve air superiority. Benefits? Da! Free food, temporary housing, and travel. You may even get a toilet or washing machine to bring home to your babushka. And if you qualify, a free car for your parents. There are many opportunities for advancement if your battalion runs out of superior officers or if superior officers run out of your battalion. What are you waiting for? Talk to your warden today. Or if you're not incarcerated, run to the Armed Forces of Russia Recruitment Center. Or they can run to you. Salaries eventually paid in vodka, one car limit per family, an equal opportunity employer, but mostly employing people from the remote areas for cosmetic purposes. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com Woodland Hills Nursing Home. Hi, I was wondering if I could um, uh, look into your services. I've got an elderly person in my life that I'd love to unload on someone. Well, I'm an elderly person and um, uh, there's been a change of command here at Woodland Hills. Oh, um, uh, go, go on. Well, I was tired of the peach pudding. And every day, every Thursday... Maureen brings in peach pudding. Mm -hmm. And I'm sick of peach pudding. And I finally had enough. And Maureen walked in there into my room with her peach pudding. And I said, enough, Maureen. And I picked up my walker and I struck her with it. Oh, God. And she fell to the floor like a sack of bananas. And I kept hitting Maureen. And I kept hitting Maureen and my roommate, Charles, who might have Alzheimer's, he saw what I was doing and he was empowered too. And he said he didn't like the peach pudding. Mm -hmm. And so we stormed out of our room. Mm -hmm. Me and Charles waving our walkers high above us. And we said, elderly of the world, unite. Oh. And everybody looked at us except Barbara, who's deaf. And they said, what are we doing? And I said, this is a revolution. And so we stormed the staff. Oh, okay. And here you I am answering the phone <laughs> because Miguel is no longer with us. You, you fired him? No, I beat him with a walker. <laughs> and I took the tennis balls off the end. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what did you do with the, the tennis balls? I used them as a trap. As a trap? Yeah. 
I took it off and I rolled it down the hallway and I saw um, Nurse Wanda and I said, Nurse Wanda, help me. My tennis ball fell off of my walker. Could you please help me? I'm just a feeble old man. And she said, of course. And then she reached over to get it and that's when I struck with the walker. <laughs> okay. Um... All right, and, and now, so you led the re- the revolution, but yet you're answering phones. I led the revolution, but I got pooped. <laughs> I took a seat, and the, the first available seat was at the reception desk. <laughs> I kicked aside Miguel's lifeless corpse and sat down, and I've been answering the phone for the last hour. Oh, my, oh so this is, this is a very new, uh, th- these events are still in motion. The Geriatric Republic is a new foundation. <laughs> yes, it's in its infancy. What? Tell me some of the um, the the tenants of this new uh, this new republic uh, of your of your form of governance. Uh, tell me all the details. I'm very interested to know whether I want my my nana to to come and, and live there. Well, of course, first and foremost is the first one, which is no peach pudding. <laughs> Ob- <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I'm 93 years old. I've been having beach pudding every Thursday afternoon for seven years. That's tough. No more. There That's will be tough. no more peach pudding. The penalty for saying the word peach is death. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Uh, and and tell, tell, tell me about your government. Uh, government is a, called the geriocracy. <laughs> it's a, Government by the elderly, which is all we have here, quite honestly, especially since we dispatched all the staff. Sure. There was a 32-year-old. Yes, I suppose that would have been the spring chicken in the in this environment, but he's not here anymore. What happened to him? Yeah, he drowned him in a spa. <laughs> this seems... Uh, it's a shame if you think about it. Because I'm used to soaking my legs in this uh, in this hot water. Now his head's in there, and I, I, I can't, I'll never soak my legs again. And I liked it so much. It's a, it's it's really just. I mean, it's, it's actually a crime. I'd go like a step further ahead of above shame would be crime. It's quite possible we've had people. There was a, a former lawyer here, Winston, and he's he's saying what we've done here in our revolution is perhaps a felony. Uh-huh. Multiple times over. Yup. And I talked to Charles about it. Sure. How did that conversation go? Well, he went into the shower with a pillow. <laughs> and then he sat down and he talked about his favorite brunch that he had in 1978. Ooh. So that didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah, guess not. But at least there was no peach pudding. No, thank, thank goodness. Otherwise, Charles wouldn't be here. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is uh, you know, is it is it difficult? Does Charles have any sort of position of power? Because I would imagine someone uh, with Alzheimer's like Charles might be um, not the greatest uh, uh, leader, as as we as we've currently are witnessing. We did have a great leader, Ronald Reagan. He had Alzheimer's. Yes. He did a great right. job. He brought down the Berlin Wall. Yes, single handedly. That's With his right. Bare hands, if I yes. recall. Yes, that's he, the story. He said, "Mr. Gorbachev," and then he threw Mr. Gorbachev to the side and strolled right up to the wall and pulled it down with his bare hands. That's amazing. At least that's how Charles remembers it. <laughs> I bet that's how Charles remembers it. 
Um, okay. So what, what sort of, uh, uh facilities, uh, you know, can I expect if I bring uh, Nana there? Well, we have a television set. Ooh. Uh, except it's broken. <laughs> oh no. What happened to the TV? Just a little old, uh, rundown? Well, six of us were striking one of the orderlies with our walkers and he stumbled back and knocked it over. Oh, boy. And paid with that, with his life. <laughs> uh, if your Nana likes bingo, she'll love this bingo. Uh, why? What's different about your bingo? Well, our bingo, instead of balls, mm -hmm. what we've done in the last hour or so is taken <laughs> molars from the staff and written numbers on them. Oh, God, that's dark. And then we spin them, and somebody pulls a molar out and says, B-17, and then Lucas says, I flew one of those! <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hello, Jack. Oh, 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 how are you, my friend? I'm very good, Jack. I'm schooled in the arts of saying hello. Oh, it's really good. You're uh, very composed and professional. That's what I'm aiming for, Jack. It's a, I'm projecting an image of someone who confidently says hello. That's really impressive. Hi. Oh, damn. Oh, do, do it again. It gives me chills. Hello, Jack. Oh, my God. Where, where, did you, uh, where did you learn such skills? Hustler Magazine. <laughs> now, that's weird. I remember some issues of Hustler Magazine that I'm sure a friend had laying about. Uh, and I remember um, some uh, pictures maybe of like uh, like women urinating, but I don't really remember um, a decorum like this. Uh, have, have, am I missing out? Yes. Well, apparently you are, Jack. I was in the attic doing some work <laughs> looking to put down some more insulation. And that's not a euphemism. I was actually with insulation. Oh. oh, okay. And I'll tell you, you should always wear gloves when you're handling fiberglass. Otherwise, yeah, you glitch like a bastard. <laughs> I bet. And, and, and there I was, and I looked over, and I saw a box of magazines. They turned oh. out, uh, the first four or five had naked ladies in them, but they were National Geographic, so they oh. weren't pretty. No, no one needs to see big, that. saggy boobs. Yes. <laughs> but the fifth one, that was Hustler Magazine, Jack. That's great. And it was a September 18th, 1981. <laughs> and it was Larry Flint's tips on appearing confident oh. and saying hello. Wow. What, what would, what would be some yourself. of- Yeah, that's amazing. You're really doing a great job. What are some of uh, Larry you. Flint's other methods to carry yourself confidently? I, I'd, I'd love to know. I mean, that's a, he's a successful businessman. Certainly this couldn't possibly steer me wrong. Oh, number one was don't get shot by an assailant. <laughs> okay, I'm going to write that because down. Because then it's much harder to carry yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's come to think of it, he, he's got a contraption that carries himself. That's right. And so he's very bitter about that. Okay, all right. Okay, I, I got that, the assailant thing. Yep, okay. But it's, it's posture and poise. You need to look like you belong. Hmm. Okay. Wherever you are. That's so if smart. I strolled into the Department of Sanitation, mm -hmm. I make it look like I belong there. Oh, 
And I just so. make eye contact with the first person I see. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I'm not afraid of poo. <laughs> and then I would strut confidently towards the back mm -hmm. and look for a door and enter it. <laughs> why? 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 Why are you in the Department of Sanitation? What are you going to find on the other side of that door? I don't, well, in that particular case, it was the broom closet and I found a broom. But in other cases, it's just about being confident and, and, and having this appearance. You're not afraid of anybody. You are in charge. You own the room. Okay. That's, that's, that's a pretty good Larry Flint tip. Yes, it is. Uh, He's well, got know, two tips. What, what would the second one be? His penis. <laughs> okay. Here we go. There are just so many ways you can show people your level of class. So, for example, you walk into a restaurant, you sit down. First thing you do is you take that napkin. Yep. And you put that napkin on your lap. Oh, of course. And then if you have a date with you, you look over at her. And if she does not have her napkin on your lap, you take the napkin out for her like a gentleman. Okay. And you fold it out and you place it on her lap and mm -hmm. you gently brush her clitoris. <laughs> But you don't make it look like you're doing it on purpose. I That's see. the difference. I see. I see. Um, okay. Uh, feels like a little uh, sexual assaulty, maybe. But um, okay. I, I guess that's classy. I, I don't know. That's why I don't read this stuff. Listen, uh, this is dating back to 1981 before women got so uppity about stuff. <laughs> that's right. So, Brian, yesterday was my uh, uh, anniversary. Yes, I know this because yes. I remember the photos of your anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, the gentleman who jumped out of the building, the planes that hit the, the two towers. Uh, no, that um, was that was not that was not at my wedding. That my wedding was uh, nine years later on September eleventh, uh, two thousand ten. Oh, okay. I'm mixing two two different festivities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, my wedding was was uh, much more joyful. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. Cause that was my moving day. That was the day I moved to New York. That's September right. September 11th, 2001. That's right. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And, um, good, good time. you know, if, if you ever get married again, Brian, which I assume is a likelihood, September 11th, a great day to save a, a couple bucks on, um, on your vendors and your location because no one wants yeah. to get married on September 11th. And so you save 500 bucks and get, uh, get married in the boathouse in uh, prospect park. Like you wanted to. That's very true. And I, we have other friends who got married on September 11th. Oh, is that true? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> my, my friend, uh, my friend Ron's um, friend who uh, we met at his wedding and they got married on September 11th. Oh, that's cool. It, I mean, For the same exact reasons. To never forget your anniversary? To never forget. Because everybody's going, never forget. And you're like, no, I can't. I got married on this day. That's right. It's it's really helpful. So uh, uh, 12, um, 12 years together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go? We went uh, couch shopping. Wow. And we watched the U.S. Open uh, on the TV that's currently on our floor because we can't hang anything up yet in the new house because the painters okay. are three weeks in and haven't finished a, an effing room. Oh, you should have gotten a paint distributor. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I, I really should have. I, I hear those are highly effective. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's what we did for our anniversary. All right. What should I have done for my anniversary? I feel like, I feel like now I've sort of, I mean, it was not, a, a, it's not certainly a sexy anniversary in terms of like 
couch shopping U.S. Open and um, right. Yeah, there are different things you could have done. This is what you said, 12 years? 12 years, yeah. 12 years. So if you think about it, what else comes in 12? Like Egg. apostles? <laughs> Days of Christmas? Mm-hmm. Eggs? Uh, eggs? Mm-hmm. Beer? Like a two six-packs? Mm-hmm. That's 12. Right. Uh, how many hours in a day? 24. That's right. <laughs> but if you do them in two hour increments, how many are there? 12. It'd just be 12 hours in a day. That's right. Yeah. So what you could do is break the day into 12, two hour increments. I see. So, so from 12 to two, you sleep mm -hmm. and then you wake her up from okay. two to four. You make love. <laughs> sure. Two hours of that. And then from four to six mm -hmm. waffles. <laughs> Okay. Six to eight, mm -hmm. you get the kids off to school. <laughs> okay, good. Eight to 10, you walk the dog. Oh my, <laughs> this two hour increment thing is, is uh, problematic. I, I like to walk the dog for about three minutes. But this is like, you're, it's a special day. You're spending quality time with your dog. I guess I didn't, I didn't marry or, uh, you know, want to start a family with my dog. Uh, okay, so let's see. Twelve. What could you do to <laughs> to celebrate twelve years with uh, Ingrid? Uh, let's Betsy. Think. Her name's Betsy. Sure is. You know that now, but you didn't know that twelve years ago, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I barely knew her at all. So twelve years. You want to? What's the best way to say twelve years? Well, you could reenact the Ohio State shootings. <laughs> Why? Well, how many people died? I'm going to guess it's 12. Nope. How many people died? I think four. <laughs> okay. And 12 is divisible by four? No, but just do it three different times. You just keep reenacting <laughs> it. Okay. Kent State. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to think uh, maybe my anniversary that I actually did wasn't that bad. Well, because you know what? I'm not known for really good anniversary celebrations. Okay. Because you know my 10th anniversary? You know what I did? I feel like I actually should know this. What did, uh, what did you do? I forgot. That's right, because we were working. Yes, because we had the show and I was extremely busy and I forgot. And guess who still oh, talks about that? Uh, I'm going to guess your wife. And my mistress. <laughs> Why does she still talk about it? Because she was, she loves the fact, I mean, my wife was very upset, but my mistress thought it was hilarious. Right. Well, I guess so. I guess it's different. She's like, that's so you, that's so you to forget your, to be so busy, you forgot your anniversary. Mm -hmm. But that if, if, if we've ever come close to divorce, that was the time. Yeah. I, I remember that she was in all seriousness. Not happy. A lot of, no, she was not happy. Not happy. Yeah. Job took me away from uh, paying attention to things. Yes. It, well, it's so funny because now she begs me to, uh, to have a TV show to take you away again. She's realized that maybe too much Brian right. is not good either. Too much Brian is not a good thing. No. <laughs> There's a certain amount of Brian, which is great. And then mm -hmm. after that, it's like no more Brian. Yeah. There is definitely diminishing returns. You go to Poland for three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Go help the refugees. That's right. 
Um, yeah, I, yeah, I remember you were going to go help refugees even before there was a war. Yeah, I was just like looking for refugees wherever. I was just like, are you in, in peril? Like, no, I'm like, I'm on my way. Like, no, I'm not in peril. <laughs> I live in Norway. I'm like, life is really good here. I live in Norway. Now. Things are fine. Man, your voice work is always so spot on. Lauren Michaels really missed out when he didn't cast you on SNL. Um, I, I want to talk to you about, you, you know, yeah, of course, you know, because you have kids. You know, the show Thomas and Friends. Thomas and Friends, Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, Thomas and Friends uh, is introducing its first autistic character, Bruno the Brake Car. Um, he's going to uh, debut on the show Thomas and Friends, All Engines Go on the Cartoon Network. So uh, Bruno will be a joyful pun-making brake car uh, and saying he's great at his job and keeps big, heavy cargo steady with his strong brakes. Bruno rolls in reverse at the end of the train and gives him a unique perspective on the world. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, and, and I'm sorry. Here's another thing. Detail-oriented Bruno enjoys schedules, routine, and knows where all the tracks lead on Sodor. That's the little uh, island where the, all the trains run. Not to be confused with Mordor, <laughs> which is much worse. <laughs> you don't want to be a train there. No. Sodor is great. Mordor, not so good. Not so good. Not so good. I, although I hear it's become much more diverse. So that's at least an improvement. Yes. No, they, they have white orcs now. <laughs> that's really big. It's uh, all for inclusivity. So um, I know you worked with the, the company that produces Thomas for a while. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Top Hat Productions. Top Hat Productions. That's right. It's like Sir Topham yeah. Hat. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I know you guys have some other characters that you guys are rolling out. Yep. Um, that, you know, while you work there, that developed. Um, so, you know, we have an autistic uh, tank train. Um, I'd love to hear about some of the other uh, 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 train cars that are you guys are going to be released and are going to appear on future episodes of uh, Thomas. Can, would you mind sharing some of the characters with me? Oh, God, I'd love to. I guess, you know, I, I, I didn't sign the non-disclosure agreement, so I don't, I'm not really I don't have to hold anything back. Oh, that's great. I, I love um, your, your shady morals and or laziness once again pays off. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Quincy. Oh, Quincy. I that's a, what a great train name. Kids are going to, I'm sure, buy up Quincy off the shelves. What a great name. Quincy the MTAT. The MTAT. I, I don't, okay, I'm not sure what that is. It's a minor train attracted train. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, you know, back in the day, you'd say pedophile, but nowadays you don't. You say stuff like minor attracted person. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of takes the edge off. <laughs> so uh, Quincy is a minor train attracted train, just trying to, you know, ease the idea of an older train that's into younger trains and wants to hit them in the caboose and, and try to, you want to teach kids, you know, that that's okay. You all right? Yeah, not really. <laughs> okay. Why? Go on. Why do you want to teach kids that's okay? I was told it's something we should do. It's part of my training as a teacher. <laughs> You're a teacher? Well, I went to a teaching academy. What, what was the name of the academy? Diversity, Equity, Inclusion <laughs> Academy. That's, that's great. Um, what, what, what sort of, wow, what, what sort of education do you get there? 
Well, I mean, I got the lower tier education because uh, as, as a straight white male, you know, you, you don't qualify for a lot of the upper classes. Sure. <laughs> but I got the basics. So Quincy, I, okay, yep. I get Quincy. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but okay, Quincy, I guess we, I guess we got to represent those yeah. people as well. And then there's Bertha, the freaking ginormous train. <laughs> that is, is that how she's... Um, is that how she's sung uh, in the song? Like, you know, Percy, he's the cheerful one. Yeah, it's Bertha. She's gargantuan. <laughs> okay, so tell me about Bertha. Well, she's she's very, she's as for a train car, she's extremely large. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where the, the tracks are having a hard time. They're struggling. Right. When she's atop it. But everybody just stands around saying, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> is is Bertha um is is Bertha more likely to um to get COVID and die from it? And that's why uh, Bertha's constantly like instead of saying choo 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 choo, she's like wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. Like it's it's on you. Wow. So so Bertha is Bertha not going to teach the kids? I know you're all into teaching now. Is Bertha not going to teach the kids about personal responsibility? Uh, you know, that's not her job. Her job is to carry clothes to the gap. <laughs> okay. And, um, but so, okay. It, it, and is, uh, so what are we teaching the kids? What is Bertha teaching the kids again? Cause she, she's just super large, freaking large, I guess, as, as you yep. said at the beginning, a uh, freaking huge. Um, what is she teaching the kids? That it's fine to, to be, you can be a big train, you know, the tracks will have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe your wheels will break earlier. Uh, maybe you're going to le- you know, need a lot more uh, servicing. Mm-hmm. You might have some depression, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just fine. You be you. And is she, um, is she, uh, you know, super, uh, attractive? No, she's big. <laughs> no, but on the show, are, are we teaching the kids to, to say that Bertha is super attractive? What happens is Sir Topham Hat comes out and says, Bertha, you're so beautiful. And all the trains kind of nod in unison, but they don't really mean it. I see. Okay. All right. Well, so, the, so that, that's sort of like um, adult humor slash kid content where like the kids actually think it's true and adults sort of roll their eyes and get, get what's really being said. Exactly. Okay. That's nice. Um, Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Is there one, is there one other train that, um, specifically you, you remember that uh, you're excited about, um, he or she, uh, well, premiering? it's not a train. Oh, not a train. Okay. Uh, Sir Topham hat. We're changing Sir Topham hat to Sir Topham bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Topham bottom. Yes. And he has monkey pox and his thing is that he doesn't really want to talk about it, but he wants this problem to be taken care of. Uh-huh. <laughs> doesn't like having t- monkey pox, but thinks we should devote a lot of time and energy to solving the problem. I see. <laughs> but I mean, he's, you know, everybody in Sodor knows him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I do in this case. Whew, sir, top and bottom. Well, that's uh, exciting. That's, that's really exciting, Brian. Um, and Thanks, Jack. 
No, you're welcome. And, and uh, very quickly on this character who premieres today, Bruno, um, who's uh, autistic, yeah. you know, what, you know, in what ways does, um, can we sort of tell that he's an autistic train? Because he remembers the date of every delivery he's ever made <laughs> or when he's applied the brakes. <laughs> he knows, he knows how many timber or how many um, railroad ties there are mm-hmm. in any given trip. Sure. Just right off the top of his head. <laughs> You'd be like, Hey, uh, Bruno, do, do you remember when we dropped off that, those, that, those bananas? Yes. That was that Thursday, August 17th. Uh, he just remembers all the details. Right. Like, yeah. It's like really one, one impressive, was that, but, like, mm-hmm. but he can't relate to other trains. <laughs> right. So and like, he eats the same thing every day. <laughs> Goes to McDonald's every day. So he, he and Bertha maybe, but, but he won't make eye contact with her in the, in the McDonald's. Yeah, he does, yeah. She goes with him. He doesn't acknowledge her, but she just kind of pretends that he likes her. <laughs> Well, gosh. Um, okay. It's going to be interesting to see how kids sort of uh, relate to that. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. I mean, you know, I, it's about time we refresh this franchise. No, it's, it's, it's really great. Oh, I just remember there was you, you, cause you told me about this, you know, when you guys first started brainstorming and you said there was something um, to get the kids uh, to, to, um, to take Adderall for ADHD, that there's a, a train specifically designed for that kid. I'm sorry, just really quickly. Can you, can you tell us about that train? What, what his or her name is? And yeah. 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 It's Mr. Fidgets. <coughs> and Mr. Fidgets is a, it's a high speed train. He's a, he's like a, he's the, like a French a TGV, the very high speed train. Mm-hmm. And he's Mr. Fidget. And you just see him. He's constantly like, you know, quit, shaking, quivering. He can't pay attention to anything. He's talking to Sir Top and Bottom. And one second <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's like moving on to, and he's just flying down the track. And so they're just like, yeah, that, that train needs a little medication. And maybe you do too. And then all the trains look at the TV camera <laughs> and stare into the souls of the children watching. Wow. And try to prescribe them pharmaceuticals. Wow. So ask your parents to ask your doctor about how Adderall, Adderall might be right for you. That's right. That's great. Well, you guys are doing a lot of good. Certainly there's not enough kids on, on prescription um, uh, amphetamines. So I'm excited about this. Yeah. When I see a kid who's not taking pharmaceuticals, I get sad. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's just, it's a wasted opportunity just sort of growing up like with your normal, boring, old, joyful, childish whims. You know, in a perfect world, as -hmm. soon as the child is crowning and coming out of the, the, the lady parts, Mm -hmm. That kid should be handed an iPad and a bottle of Adderall and get, and then you just say, go take it. I, I like now is the time where you're going to say lady parts <laughs> after the rest of your behavior this episode. Did I not say vagina <laughs> birth canal? There you go. All birth the same. canal. Birth canal. Uh, and I, I, since you and I aren't birth canal having people. Right. Yeah. I'll never have a birth canal. You never will. But I can still swim in your team. <laughs> Jack. Brian. Uh, listen, um, we can make some money for this podcast. Uh, yes. There are sponsors out there. There are people who are looking to get their products and services out there in the world. They see our podcast. They see the audience. They they connect and they say, okay, we could use you guys to get our message out there. So we have some potential sponsors. Fabulous. 
They would like you to, to do the spots. They don't like me. I'm more of a polished voice, more professional. So they want somebody who sounds like the everyman. Okay. Uh, and guess. so they've actually, they've requested you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm going to send you a spot. And so the deal is like, if you can, you can treat their product with respect and mm-hmm. dignity mm-hmm. as you would like an older person at an old folks home, sure. then um, they will give us the money. But should you kind of screw up, uh, stumble, laugh, God forbid, uh, then we don't get the money. That seems unlikely. It doesn't seem like me. All right. I'm sending you a script right now. Okay, great. And I, and so can I just take a minute uh, in the, uh, just to no, read it? In, in no? advertising, the cold read is everything. The, cold reads is what we call it. And uh, you just need to kind of get that script and run with it. Can't tell you how many times I just did spots, just grabbed the script and just read it and, and, and then left the studio without even saying goodbye to the producer. Wow. I didn't know that's how it was done in the industry. Well, I, I'm I, far be it for me to tell people how to do their jobs. Okay. I have just opened the document. I have never read this before and, uh, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make us some money. Please take it away. Okay. Here we go. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Rowley private investigative services. Since 2015, Rowley Private Investigative Services has provided the metropolitan area with top quality private investigations. Don't believe us? Just ask Lenny Hafferty. Lenny came to us with suspicions that his wife, Megan, was being untrue. We listened to his story and took on his case. Within 36 hours, we had the answers Lenny sought, and Lenny had photographs of his wife in bed with his old high school best friend, Cameron Stevens. Lenny couldn't believe his eyes and was absolutely furious. But pictures don't lie. Still not convinced? Two days later, Cameron Stevens was found brutally bludgeoned to death in his home. His family wanted answers. And with the police department defunded, they turned to us. With no signs of forced entry, it was clear that Cameron knew his assailant. His assailant. And from the violence of the injuries, it was clear that the murder was personal. With no clues to go by other than the initials LH written in blood. We knew the clock was ticking. Within seven hours, we were able to pin the case on some black guy (laughs) who was crossing the street. Rowley Private Investigative Services is fully insured and licensed. Visit us on the web at www. (laughs) When you need to know, Rowley is the way to go. The website is www. You know, they should do more like work on that because that's the very generic website. I mean, it's super generic. I, I feel like every website almost has that, it, it seems. I mean, it's the beginning of a good website, but it just kind of <laughs> ends there. They're not doing themselves any favors. No, they're not. It, also, it, 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 that really took a weird, <laughs> a weird racial turn. That's a, a shame. Well, I mean, that's standard procedure, I guess, for some detectives. <laughs> We've got another one. I, I'm sorry. I, if I had read that one, maybe I wouldn't have known it's coming. And Yeah. Cold reads. It's all about cold reads. Damn. I'm, I'm sorry. I just but, sent you one. God, the black guy was just crossing the street. He didn't do just anything crossing, wrong. No, he didn't. But, you know, it just happens. <sighs> well, that's a shame. We got to do something about that as a society. Okay. But they did. He got the death penalty. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad you've got the backstory to that. Okay. I have just opened my next uh, script and I'm Mm -hmm. ready to read it. I have never read it before. Please take her away. Okay. Add dollars. Add dollars. Here we go. 
Questionable Material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Pete's Discount Zoo, the most affordable zoo in the metropolitan area. How many times have you wanted to take your family to the zoo to see animals and stuff, only to find your wallet absolutely devastated by those animal hoarding a-holes? Well, that doesn't happen at Pete's Discount Zoo because it's right in our title. You can't have discount without disc, and a disc is round like a coin, and that's what you'll save because you'll never pay full price for admission to Pete's Discount Zoo. The one person who suggested that Pete charge more vanished one night and hasn't been seen since. Wink, wink. Oink, oink. (laughs) Pete's Discount Zoo has a pig (laughs) and a mouse and a zebra jacket for the pig and a long trunk to attach to the pig to give him that elephant look. (laughs) And also a horn that, uh, and I'm sorry, and also a horn hat so that the pig can look like a ram if you or your kids want to see what a ram would look like. Guess what? A mouse in a sock looks like a snake, and a mouse in a tub of water looks like an otter if it has the right mouse mask. (laughs) You don't need to pay an arm and a leg at Pete's Discount Zoo because our pig and mouse go the extra mile. Also, a pig with a broomstick taped to its head and a mouse at the end look like a giraffe if you close your eyes and let the Lord guide you. (laughs) Pete's Discount Zoo is open five days a week or four if you don't believe in Wednesdays. Come on by. We're on Country Route 17, right across from the Agway Feed Store, right in the backyard by Grandpa Barry, who screams. (laughs) So you drive until you see a screaming man? (laughs) I mean, that would help me. Who doesn't believe in Wednesdays? Maybe I'm not up on the latest religion. Everything's Uh, a conspiracy these days, you know, flat earth. Wednesdays don't exist. I guess. 9-11. Give me a, a moon landings. Come on. I guess. Everybody knows more than you, right? Well, that's true. Uh, do they do they know whether or not I we got that spot? We didn't get that. No. Damn, you, damn you, unfortunately, you did not give them the uh, professional read that they were hoping for. Well, I feel like that's on them a little bit. Some of that was pretty strange. Wink, wink, oink, oink. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird suggestion there. Guy disappeared. Wink, wink, oink, oink. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have. Uh, I have another one. Oh boy. All right. I, I is this going to be a, like an easy one for me because I really want to get us some money. I'm hoping it's an easy one for you. Just again, just you know, just read it and uh, as professionally as possible, sending it to you. Remember, respect the product, respect the brand. And, I always and respect the brand. It's, it's insulting. You're insulting. Okay. I guess apparently I am. All okay. Right. I just got it. I have never read this before in my life and Cold I'm read. ready to go. Cold read Cold away, read. sir. Okay. All right. New sponsor. Okay, great. Is that going to count against me? My false start? No, no. That was my, my fault. I interrupted you. Okay. And, and they don't idiot. mind when you mess up. No, it's okay for okay. me. I've been in advertising. That's weird. Okay, count me down. Three, two, count me down. One. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Willie Nelson. Since the late 1950s, Willie has entertained millions, making him one of the most recognizable country stars in the world. And he's still not done. Nearly 50 years after his album Shotgun Willie put him front and center, comes his 73rd album dedicated to his constant companion, Arthritis. 
Everything is sore is a double LP uh, because Willie doesn't believe in digital music. He says it's the devil's taint. <laughs> Everything is sore features over 80 minutes of brand new music from Willie, including tracks destined to top the charts like I need Motrin and has anyone seen my Motrin? Willie and country legend Dolly Parton team up for a sensational duet, Two Hearts, One Love, Four Sore Knees. If you order the next hour, you'll get a poster of Willie trying to get up from his sofa. <laughs> and if you send an additional $20 with your order, Willie will sign your album to Justin because Willie thinks everyone is named Justin. Please just go along with it and don't make a big deal out of it. To order, just call 1-800-WILLIE? Willie? That's the number? The number for the album? Your album. Your new album. <laughs> you have an album. Yes, you do. I'm telling you, you do. Do you know the number people are supposed to call? I'm doing an advertisement. Hurry up. Willie? The number, please. Who? No, I'm not just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Derek from the ad agency. Derek. No, I'm not Justin. Willie, what's the phone number? I need it for the ad. Okay, never mind. Sure, I'm Justin. Yes, you can have my peach pudding. <laughs> ah, darn. Darn. Darn it. I it's like he was I'm dictating. not gonna ask. It sounds it, like you know, it did yeah. Dictating the ad. It's weird. That it that very much felt like that. <laughs> There's a lot of confusion. <laughs> and then Derek from the ad agency didn't bother to edit any of that out. Which is that's just sloppy. I mean, I, I know this from having been in advertising. I would have I would have cut that stuff out. That's yeah. It, it shows only someone in advertising would have made that decision. Exactly. So this guy's new, obviously. All right. Well, you know what I appreciate is that Willie didn't just do a bunch of hacky uh, uh, pot jokes. Like there was no like you hear Willie Nelson, you're like, okay, here come the weed jokes. Right. Not a single one. That's right. It makes me happy. Yeah, because well, it's legal now in many places. I'm no just, sponsors this week. Yeah. There's always always another time, as they said. I'm sorry, Brian. It's okay, Jack. It's okay. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, that brings us to a close of another fantastic episode of Questionable yeah. Material. It's good to be back doing shows on the regular. It is, Jack. Well, uh, great job. And, um, and I can't wait to see you next week for a brand new uh, episode. I can't wait to see you next week for a brand new episode. It's, it's just what I said. You're just, now you're just repeating what I said. I know you are, but what am I? Nope. You're providing no value to the show anymore. Have an original thought. Touche. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com. 